You're listening to the She's Unshakable podcast. I'm your host, Fleur Lonsdale, and if you're looking to create incredible courage, resilience, and unshakable belief in yourself, then this podcast is for you. Each episode, I'll be interviewing incredible adventurers, athletes, and entrepreneurs to dig deep into the strategies and tools they use to create unwavering courage and belief so that you can learn how to never give up on your goals and achieve the life of your dreams. Today, I get the pleasure of introducing to you Liana de Bellevue. Now, Liana is an entrepreneur. She's a mum of five kids. She's one hugely busy lady, and she has been through some tough times in her past too. I wanted her to come on so that she could share with you some failures, some challenges, how she's got through them, how she's learned to trust in herself, and how she's really carried on going even though things have seemed so hard. So I'm so excited to bring you this interview today, and I hope that you love it just as much as me. Hey Liana, welcome to the She's Unshakable podcast. I'm so excited that you're here with us. I can't wait for you to share your story with everyone so that they can really learn about how tough being an entrepreneur is and how you've got through some of your serious challenges because it's really inspiring to hear other people's stories. I know that building my own business has been interesting for sure and definitely you know, definitely has some challenges. And I think it's really important for other people to be aware that they're not alone because it's so, sometimes it can be really lonely, hey, when you're building something. And I think it's really nice for other people to realize that we all go through these challenges together and we've all been there and we can all get through them because we're all strong and badass women. So first off, I mean, you can introduce yourself a little bit, but I'd love to also share what your morning routine is. Awesome. So I have a very strict morning routine that I adhere to every single morning. doesn't matter what day of the week it is. Um, I get up, I do my devotional. Um, I spend about 20, 30 minutes doing meditation and devotional. Then I do my gratitude journal. Um, make sure that I start the day off with the right mindset. Get up. Um, just recently I reintroduced exercise into my regimen. Nice. Um, and then I've got to get kids up and out the door for school and then my day starts so the two non-negotiables are the meditation and gratitude and now back to my fitness routine awesome I love that I just want to clarify what do you mean by devotional I've never heard that before okay um it's just um I use my bible app I'm a christian based um believer so I use my bible app and it gives um different kind of um, guidance points uh, for different subject matters. So it might be um, on motherhood or it might be on business and entrepreneurship. It might be on grace. So I do a a variety of different things based on kind of what's going on in my world. That's awesome. That's really cool. I love the fact that there's apps that we can use these days as well. Like it's like, okay, I don't need to worry about what I'm going to do. I can just open this and it's going to tell me exactly what it is. (laughs) So I know, right? Um, So awesome. Why don't you Tell the audience a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your background and your story. Absolutely. So um, I own a global marketing company. We do social media for companies all over the world. We have uh, roughly about 19 countries that we serve currently. Um, We've got an entire team that works with our clients to do Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, all that fun stuff, growing your email list, 
all the stuff that people know that they need to do for business but don't want to do on their own. Yep. Or they've tried it and it doesn't go well, so they, they outsource it to us. Um, we work with everything from one-man um, kind of entrepreneurs all the way to um, major corporations throughout uh, the U.S. And, and Canada are major uh, corporations. Um, so we do that. Um, but in my, in my real life, my day job, uh, I have five. we have five babies between the two of us. Um, spanning from the ages of 10 to 21. And I have a grandbaby who is the absolute love of my life. So uh, the team does a lot of the work at this point, and I'm lucky enough to be able to spend time um, kind of with doing the family thing a little bit more than when I was first starting out. So I'm just really, really enjoying this time of my life right now. And um, speaking a lot more, actually. I've done a lot, a lot more podcasts, a lot of writing, um, specifically to help entrepreneurs, because as you mentioned, like this journey is rough and no one talks about like the hard stuff, yeah. right? We're in the social media business. I know that people are posting the best of the best of the best of, of their life. And it's just a snapshot. And I think it's really easy for people to kind of feel overwhelmed when they're not performing at the level that they think that everyone else is. 100%. So... Yeah, so I'm. We're still. We will always have our marketing component, but I'm focusing more on being able to share my journey with other entrepreneurs and business owners. Cool, that's awesome. And so, how did you end up getting into that in the first place? Like, what made you want to set it up? Um, so I kind of fell into it. I think it was completely divinely inspired because <laughs> I was doing something else for a chiropractor. I was working at his office, uh, insurance regulations changed and we went from making a lot of money to not a lot of money at all. He called me in his office and said, I need help with marketing. And I think that you would be good at it. And, um, I was like, okay, like how hard could it be? I had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) And I think the reason why he asked me to do it was because he like knew that he couldn't afford like a regular typical marketer. And he just kind of threw me in. And, um, he said, we, we pretty much have no budget. So I need you to get creative. Right. So that's back when Facebook still had fan pages and I created fan pages and all of a sudden people started calling and coming in. And in the two years that I was doing his marketing full time, um, we had doubled our space. We brought on event therapists. It was just a massive growth. And I had a lot of people in the community, um, saying like, you know, how are you doing this? Can you do this for us? Is this something that you can duplicate? And um, the owner of the company I was working for realized that I really had a talent for this. And he pulled me in his office and said, I think you need to go try this on your own. Um, If it doesn't work out, you know, you've always got a place here, but I really think that you can do this. And I trusted him and I jumped. Wow. I had no idea what I was getting into, but that was in 2011 and we're going strong in 2019. How amazing of someone to do that. Like, you just don't hear about that very often, do you? You think, oh, they think that they've got you and that you're awesome, so they want to keep you and they don't want you to go and do your thing because they want to keep you to themselves, essentially. That's really cool. What a legend. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He is the reason why all of this, you know, kind of started. Um, I think he is the true definition of an entrepreneur, and I think he saw that in me. Yeah. And understood 
the um, the freedom and the the love and the the creativity that it takes to do that and yeah. saw that and wanted to allow me to experience that and I will forever be grateful. Yeah, that's amazing. And so obviously you've told me that you suffered with some burnout and some challenges along the way. And I'd love for you to to maybe share with the audience maybe one of those one of those challenges or maybe the burnout and how you got through it and what came from it. Absolutely. So the burnout is real. I think whether or not you're juggling five kids or one kid or a dog or a fish or, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> our lives are so busy. And I think if you don't have that routine, if you are, um, I think as entrepreneurs, as business owners, we have a desire to keep pushing, right? Yeah. You get a new idea and you think, oh, I got to try this. You don't think, oh, it's Sunday. Maybe I'll wait till Monday, <laughs> right? Or whatever. You don't, it's really easy to check your phone. We're so connected these days, right? Yeah. Before you could go away for the weekend and you didn't have a phone. So you go, Oh, I'll check my email on Monday. Yeah. Well now we're doing business 24 seven. And with a lot of our clients being in different parts of the country, when it's, you know, five o'clock here, it's 4am there, or you know, vice versa. And I just, I didn't want to lose the steam and I didn't want to lose the momentum and I, I became afraid to stop. Yeah. And I started to glorify busyness and I was always like, Oh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy because in my head, busyness equated to success. Yeah. And then I noticed that I would start getting short with people, with my staff. I'd be like, Oh, you know, and I have the responsibility as the CEO and owner to set the tone to set, you know, the way that we run business, the way that we interact with each other. And I realized that I was not showing up as my best self every day. And it was just like, because I felt like it never ended. Yeah. As soon as I woke up, I would look at my phone. Last thing I would do before I go to bed is check my emails. Or I'd be woken up at 4am with a text message, you know, something along those lines. And I just had, one day I was looking at Facebook and I saw a post that said, stop glorifying busyness. Ooh, good and one. It's like, oh, like that, like I felt that in my soul. <laughs> like, oh, that's for me. <laughs> right. And I did, I stopped and I thought maybe that's what's going on. I'm just burnt out. I don't want to do this anymore. And I would talk to some of my friends, my other business um, associates and tell them, I don't know if I want to do this. And they said, why are you, you know, you, you've got this and this and this, all these markers for success. And I said, yeah, but it just leaves me feeling empty. And I realized in that moment between seeing that post and feeling that emptiness, I recognized that as burnout. And I thought to myself, I don't have to do this. I can go back to corporate America. I can work for somebody else. I have enough credit behind me. I can, you know, I can pick a job that's Monday through Friday. I don't have to do this. And when I was having that conversation with myself, I realized absolutely not. I was born to do this. So I want to continue making an impact. I want to continue making a difference. So how do I fix that? And that is when I became super strict and regimented about my morning routine. And when I stopped checking emails and my phone doesn't come to the dinner table with me. And I thought if someone can't understand that, I need some downtime in order to perform best for their company, then they're not a great fit for me. Yeah. And 
I started to let go of some clients that weren't a good fit, that just were like energy vampires. They just sucked all the energy. And I was like, no, I, and I think it was a, a maturity in the business. It allowed us to level up in a different way because I set those boundaries that I didn't have before. It's so awesome. It's so funny that you say that as well, because I've literally been thinking those thoughts in my head for like the past couple of weeks. And been uh, like, I really, because I have a morning routine that, that I'm pretty strict on as well. Um, and that I love and I definitely find that if I miss it one day that I completely go off track or I don't feel as good or I don't feel like I'm not as concentrating during the day. So I think it's really important. But definitely when I first started my business, I was like on my phone all the time, like constantly checking it. And I was just like, I can't keep doing this. I have to have some time out to chill, to even meditate more than just once a day, just to go, okay, I just need some time to just relax and think about myself or go for a walk on the beach or, you know, whether that's go to the gym and just just get away from technology because it can be so encompassing. And they see it so much these days. Like most people don't have a business, yet they're on their phones 24 7 and you're just like dude you're you're having dinner with your mates like just have a conversation with them like just get off your phone um right yeah it's becoming I mean I guess all the marketing that's on there and everything is just attraction 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 we want to see what's coming up next we want to see what this person is doing and yeah it's a crazy spiral I think it's very healthy to just go you know what it's 7 p.m. I'm going to turn my phone off or I'm going to put it to the side and whoever tries to contact me they can just wait till tomorrow and it'll be absolutely fine absolutely yeah and I turn that the night thing on my phone yeah so I don't get calls between certain times because if I hear it ding it'll start like I'll be like hmm I wonder who that was oh I'm expecting a message from this person I wonder if it's you know and, it, and it's yeah. tempting to go check yeah so I have I turn it off at a certain time and it rings through for my husband or my kids. Oh, and that's, that's smart. It. Yeah. I didn't yeah. even realize you could do that. I've got, I just put mine on sleep mode and I just don't touch it at all until it, it's like automatic sleep mode at night. And then it, it goes, it starts again, I think seven or eight in the morning. I can't remember, maybe it might even be eight just so that, yeah, it doesn't vibrate. Nothing comes through. No, no notifications are on. Nothing is on until you actually in there and checking it out, which is which is nice. I think it's really important as well. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously you've been through your burnout. You also had that issue when um, you may have trusted someone and things didn't quite work out for you. And I think it's really important for us to know as females and males as well, that, you know, when we start something, most of us are going to fail, to be honest. Like it's, it's pretty high chance that maybe not, use the word fail but something's not going to go quite to the plan that we wanted it to and I'd love for you to talk about that and how you got through that situation and and how you pushed through at the end even though it was really tough maybe just explain that situation for the listeners as well absolutely so last summer so and from I'm going to backtrack for just a moment but when I started my business I took it from zero to six figures about five and a half, six months. So we grew exponentially almost overnight, right? And we were able to continue that success annually 
um, we'd have 300% growth, 400% growth. I had all these people asking me, how are you doing it, right? Mm -hmm. And um, part of it was, again, I was burning out. I was pushing myself. I was working 24-7. And when I noticed the burnout, I started talking to, again, a very small group of trusted uh, business owner friends. And they said, you need to hire someone to be you. You get to be the CEO. You get to do what you want to do. You do the big visionary stuff, and they do the day-to-day operations. And I thought, wow, that sounds great, right? Because I just started the meditation. I just started all, you know, all these small things. But it, and it made me feel a little better, but not like all day better. Like by ten o'clock, you know, I get up at five. So by ten, I was like, uh-huh. I need to do this, again, right? <laughs> like, let me go meditate again, or you know, let me go on a run, whatever. So um, I thought maybe that's the answer. Maybe that's what I'm missing. So I went through all, I went through this extensive process. I went, I followed every guideline. I had them take um, Briggs-Myers tests. They took the Enneagram test. They took, you know, personality tests, like just to make sure that this person was a fit, right? So everything that the books say that you have to do to hire the perfect person, I was meticulous about, right? (laughs) And I was so excited. And I trained her. I showed her this is this is our quality standards. This is the way we do it. You know, we don't take shortcuts. I I built this, this company on my name and on my integrity. That's really important to me, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I thought she got it. I, I thought she was on board and the first few months were great. And I got to relax a little bit. I don't like being micromanaged. So I'm really, you know, kind of, um, intentional about not micromanaging Mm -hmm. others. So I went ahead and I took my hands off the reins. I spent some time with my husband. We went, you know, and, and had some quality time. I spent time with the kids. I just, I felt like I got my life back and I thought, oh, this is the answer I've been looking for. You know, I feel refreshed. And then I got a call from a client and she was like, mm, something's not matching up. And I was just like, hmm, okay, so let me take a look at some stuff. And, uh, it was on her ad. I said, let me, let me look at it. Let me look at, you know, what our back, our back end shows. And then I got a call from another client. Hey, we got some information and it's not matching up. And I'm thinking, Hmm. Okay. One is, you know, one is just maybe a a glitch Two, what are we looking at? And within the span of less than a month, we lost about 70% of our clientele. Whoa. We were aligned with an ad company who we white labeled. So they did the work for us and they allowed us to use, you know, all of our information. Um, so it looked like we were the ones doing the work, wow. which is very common in, you know, in contractor status. Yeah. So all of our clients suddenly thought that we were the ones doing the work and it was, it was fictitious. It was not in integrity. And all of a sudden, I have a ton of people coming to me saying, what happened? We've trusted you. Like, how we've worked with you for years. All of a sudden, all this stuff is happening. And it was in that moment that I realized that the person I brought on understood what this company did, but saw it as saving money, cutting corners, making our clients happy by seeing some results that weren't necessarily honest and I was devastated like I've been through a lot in my life a lot right 
I don't know if anything has affected me the way that this did. Not only was that my livelihood, but it's my name. It's my reputation. These clients I considered friends. You know, I work in an online space. I know what negative reviews can do. I know what um, word of mouth can do. I know the power of social media. And I immediately fired the person, you know, um, immediately fired the company that we were working with. I, you know, rectified it with the clients. You know, we took a huge loss last Mm -hmm. year. And I looked at my husband and I said, I don't know if I can keep doing this. I know that I have to have help because I can't sustain this. I'll go back to burnout and I don't want to live that life. And I got a taste of freedom, right? So I'm like, wait a second. (laughs) I want this life. And uh, he was like, "Uh, okay. He's like, you know, he's super supportive right behind me every step of the way. Whatever you want, you know, we'll figure it out. And he, but he looked at me and he goes, you know, I just, he goes, but that's who you are. He goes, I know you're going to figure something out. If you don't do this business, you're going to do something because it's who you are. And when he said that, it reminded me of who I am. Nice. I have a passion for doing this. And I looked at him and I was like, oh, I was like, okay, you got me. I'm, I'm back in. And he was like, wait, what? Like, you know, <laughs> right. He, he rides the roller coaster train with me every once in a while, trying to keep up with, mm-hmm. with all my thoughts and stuff. But I said, no, you're right. Like, this is who I am. This is what I've created. And I'm not going to let a failure, even if it's an epic failure, stop me. And I had a pity party for a while. Why me? How did this happen? What did I not do? And then uh, I heard a brilliant, a brilliant saying, stop asking why is it happening to me and why is it happening for me? Yeah. And the moment I switched those two words, everything was transformed. I figured out where the holes were in our system. I figured out a checks and balance system so that it would never happen again. You know, I, I trust, I have to allow trust, you know, of, of our uh, contractors, but I also inspect everything. I also have, you know, back end double checks so that that doesn't happen to me. And now I can tell my clients we have extra security measures to ensure the accuracy of the results you get. So that's just one added benefit that they get when they're working, you know, kind of with us. So I had to transform it. But for a minute there, I didn't think I was going to be able to. So what do you think is the difference between someone who is really passionate about something, but that might completely phase them and they might just go, you know what, I'm not built for this, I can't do it, compared to you? I think it is my why. I know what my why is. What's your why? My why is because there are businesses in this world that have a bigger um, impact they just don't know how to get that message out. And I'm to act as a messenger between the companies and their you know, their client base. So understanding that I have the power to um, work with the business, to get in front of people who, have, who are up late at night, worried, trying to find the solution that this company offers, like that's a lot of... Um, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a lot of 
responsibility that I proudly take on. And I think it's a gift. And if I don't do it, um, especially now, you know, because I've built it in integrity, if we don't do it, there's a million other companies that are out there that will take their money that will not give them the results, you know, and then I'm doing a disservice. Yep. So I think that that's what it is. My why. And I think that's so powerful because it's, you know, your why is not actually about you. It's not about your business. It really is about helping other people. And I think it's such an important thing, whether you're just starting a business, whether you're, you know, five, 10 years down the track is to get so clear on that why, because it's going to change as well, right? Like a why doesn't always stay the same. So updating it along the track and using that, like whether you use that in your morning routine or in your mission statement or with your company or, or the team that you're working alongside, I think is, is so, is so imperative when you're, when you're doing something that's going to change lives essentially. And I think that's really cool. So when it comes to, to courage, obviously you've got a fair bit of courage inside you, whether that's built from your past or maybe what's happened with your business and anything else. But what, what advice would you give someone to, to be able to build that courage muscle or resilience muscle? And, and yeah, what's something that you could share with the listeners? You know, I think, and that's a great question. There's two things. And I think the most important of those two is that if you start to look at failure as a redirection back to success, you're going to be okay. Um, for me, I failed. I failed hard, right? But I didn't want that to be the reputation that I went out on. Yeah. And it's also redirected me back to where we've had even more exponential growth than I could have ever imagined. And it's positioned me to have these kind of conversations with people like you and your listeners. Whereas before there's no way I would have had it. I would, you know, I, I would be like everybody else and be like, Oh no, we don't fail, you know, or, you know, just try and and show the pretty side of things. Um, so I see that as a bigger win than anything that we lost. Yeah. And that's cool. And is there, is there anything that you're sort of putting in your daily routine that, that reminds you of that so that when something does come up, something that maybe you're not expecting and just comes and slaps you in the face that you're like, I got this, I can deal with this. I'm good. Yeah. Um, I think anytime I do it weekly, I don't do it every day. But at the end of every week, I go down and I write down everything that went well and everything that didn't go well um, for two reasons. One, we're so hard on ourselves, I think, as entrepreneurs and as business owners. If one thing goes wrong, then we're like, oh, my, what am I doing? I failed and, you know, all these other kinds of things. Yeah. You forget that you have an entire list of things that went well all day, every day for majority of the week. So it puts in perspective Yes, this one thing didn't go well, or these three things didn't go well, but these 30 things did, right? Yeah. So it, it puts in perspective where I am. And the second thing that it does is allows me to look at what didn't go well and even and break that down. Okay, so this didn't go well. Is it a complete fail? If it is, why? 
or if it's just partial, like, you know, half of it went well, half of it didn't, I can correct it or make changes, procedurals, you know, structural, whatever that looks like, so that I'm confident that if that situation comes up again, we're going to succeed next time. Yeah, that's so good. I think that's so important. I know what you mean when you say that we, something bad happens or something doesn't quite go to plan we put all our energy and focus onto it and then we completely forget about all the things that have gone well or like something magical could have happened and we would have completely bypassed it because we're so focused on what's not working and it's so destructive to the way that we can move forward it essentially completely sabotages our 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 movement essentially because we're just looking backwards rather than looking one being grateful for what's actually happened and and how good it is but also where we can actually move from there too and whether that's learning from the mistakes but also being really grateful for the things that have gone well and being proud of that fact too I think we are so hard on ourselves and maybe more so now than ever before because it's so easy to compare ourselves to other people it's so easy to watch someone else's success and think why are you not as successful even though you've got no idea what's going on in their life or their background and yeah it's a really interesting world especially the entrepreneur world now I mean it's so there's so many more people out there you know doing their own thing and growing their own business or being innovative or starting something for themselves rather than you know doing the the standard job and I think we just need to be really grateful for the fact that one, that we stepped into that and we said yes and we gave it a shot. But also the fact that, you know, we can do this. We have the ability to do this. And the growth that we get along with it is is second to none. I actually did a post on this today on how so many people give us the, the negative things they they ask us, you know, why are you doing that? Like, why do you think you're going to succeed? Like, I know people who've tried and they failed. Like, what what makes you think you're different? <laughs> and I'm just like, what? why are we not just supporting everyone in whatever they want to do? Like, why does everyone think that they need to judge someone else or tell them their thoughts, you know? <laughs> just keep yeah. them to yourself. And yeah, it's a very it's a very interesting world. And I think social media as well can either massively inspire you or can completely ruin you. A hundred percent. And I tell people all the time, if your newsfeed doesn't make you feel um, empowered or inspired, they need to go. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's your cousin, It does, pause them, mute them. There's ways to, you know, not see what they're putting out. Um, unfortunately, with the political climate here in the U.S., you know, families are being ripped apart. People are saying things on social media, you know, they're tearing each other down. And I'm like, we can't do that. Your mindset is so critical to success in entrepreneurship. So surround yourself with people who are in the arena with you fighting, trying to figure it out, trying to make it work. And, and if it's not encouraging, let it go. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. And I think sometimes it's easier said than done especially when it's close friends and family. But the the more you move forward, the more you realize how far behind that they're staying. 
and you soon shift away, even not on purpose, but it just happens and it just it just gets to a point where you're like, oh, you really don't understand me, where I'm going, my future, or I don't think you even get me <laughs> at all. Yeah, because we, we change and we evolve and the, the one, the person personality that they connected with three years ago before growth and before change you know might be someone completely different than who you are now and I think we need to celebrate that evolution in each other you're growing you're pushing you're getting it awesome you know let me cheer you on yeah you know I in my newsfeed I'm always liking people's statuses or you know if I see that that they're celebrating a win as an entrepreneur even if I don't know them I'm celebrating right along with them yeah you know that just creates momentum for me of what's possible so many times people look at something and they go well I've been doing this for two years too how come I'm not there yeah whereas if you change that to look they've been only doing it two years I'm in it two years look at where I can go there's enough for everybody you know and I think um unfortunately social media doesn't always support that you know that view or those those opinions yeah it's true would you have you been through anything like that where you've had to separate yourself or space yourself from some people? Absolutely. Um, a lot of time, a lot of people don't even realize yeah. that I've done it um, because, to be honest, Facebook picks and chooses who you see, like whose post you see. Yeah. So if I choose to snooze someone for a month and they go oh did you see my post on da 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 <laughs> or I tagged you post gosh it, you weren't in my news feed it's not a lie right yeah yeah there's a reason why they weren't in your news feed um but when it comes to like person to person I think that that's the hardest because online it's easy to ignore someone when someone's standing in front of you and they say to you like you know B- business looks slow why don't you go get a job I have a job you know that that type of thing um, I just always find a way to excuse myself from the situation. And when you excuse yourself enough, they figure out that they're not, that you're not going to entertain those thoughts or, you know, sometimes it, it, it you have to develop a, a pretty thick skin. If someone says something to you, that's, you know, really negative or hurtful. Sometimes I just say, you know, I, I really could use some encouragement around this right now. I'm sure you mean well. But I'm really looking for encouragement yeah. and just kind of bring it to their attention because a lot of times people say it um, out of concern or because they're fear based or, you know, they want the best for you. And what's best for you in their mind is a safe job or consistent or whatever that looks like. Right. hundred percent. So, yeah, just telling them sometimes, you know, I I just I'm looking for encouragement or, you know, if you have some um some creative ideas that you want to run by me, I'm open to it, but this is the path that I'm choosing and I'm happy with that. Yeah, I love that. I think that's so powerful as well. I think sometimes we just need to be really clear and just say, you know what, this is what I'm up to. If you don't like it, that's totally fine. But right now, all I want is you to just smile and give me support and just say, hey, that's okay. Yeah, 100%. And that's it. Yeah, It's as simple as that. Yeah. yeah exactly exactly um cool that's so awesome I think I think you've touched on so many things that I love and that I'm about and I'm always talking about it but it's really nice to hear it from 
a different perspective, just the way that you explain things. And I think it's really important for other people just to hear that life is tough. And if you want to be an entrepreneur, it's not easy. But in the end, it is so much more worth it than staying in the comfort zone and staying where you have been for however many years, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And as you, as you get out of that comfort zone, your comfort zone expands, right? Yeah. Cause you take two steps out of your comfort zone and you're uncomfortable, but then you find your footing and then you get comfortable in that. And yeah. then you get to take two more steps or 10 steps or one step, whatever you're comfortable, you know, like whatever you're brave enough to do. Yeah. But think about it. At the end of the journey, you have all of this space that you've created because you kept walking away from the center point of safety yeah. and you created even more safety. So, so true. Cool. I've got one more question for you. What's the sure. scariest thing that you've ever done? Um, it doesn't have to be. Life? It doesn't have to be business. It doesn't have to be anything. Uh, in my everyday life, scariest thing I ever did. Um, I went skydiving. Oh yeah, that's pretty scary. And, yeah, I went. I thought it was going to be great, and then we were on our way up. I went with my brother. Um, we were on our way up, and the guy goes, "It's hot in here. I'm going to open the door." And I was like, what? Why would you open the door? <laughs> and he looks at me and he's like, um, you realize you're going to be jumping out of the place. Like, you know, and in my head, I had seen all these movies where like, if the door opens, everyone gets sucked out. Like I was like terrified. Like, what are you doing? And he's like, no, it's just, he, so he opened the door and the air came in and he goes, okay, are you ready? And I was like, no, I, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I think I changed my mind and I will never forget. He said, my wife is in labor at the hospital. He goes, She's having our daughter, so we're going to be first to jump so that I can get to the hospital. And I was like, what? <laughs> How are you doing this? Go home. You know, and then I'm thinking, okay, well, God won't let someone who's about to have a baby die. So he's strapped onto me, so I'm, I think I'll be okay. And we jumped, and it was the most beautiful and serene thing I've ever done scariest by far and I probably won't ever do it again but I did it once oh I love it it's on my bucket list I was tr I wanted to do it for my 30th and then I just never got around to it so maybe my that's 32nd my 30th birthday that's exactly what I did oh yeah, yeah nice I'm excited you have to do it just yeah. once oh I reckon I'll, I reckon I'll probably do it more than once I think I'll do it once and I'll be like oh. I want to do it again I want to do it again but you yeah, never know right you sure. never know how you're gonna feel until you're up there Exactly. exactly. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. It was really, really cool to hear your story. And I just oh, wanted to say, um, how can people find you? How can people connect with you if they're interested in finding out more about what you do? Is there anything happening in business at the moment that you'd like to share with the listeners? Um, sure. So you can find us online at debellevueglobal.com. That's all of our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn handles. Um, you can find us easily, uh, it should be easily online. Um, business is super exciting right now. I just got booked to speak in London in January. Cool. And then I'm speaking on a stage with um, several notable um, influential women that I'm super excited for. Uh, Kendra Scott, um, the CEO of uh, HGTV. So a lot of just really dynamic women are getting together and sharing their stories. So those are two panels that I'm going to be on um, relatively soon. All that information is on our website. And um, 
other than that, we're just going to keep on keeping on. Anytime I can speak to entrepreneurs, whether it be in a format like this or in a public forum, I try and do that because I just want to encourage everyone to know that no matter what it looks like on paper, no matter how it looks like, you know, someone's blowing it up, we all go through the same thing and we're all connected and we're more alike than we are different. Yeah, 100%. So just a reminder of that. Love it. Where are you speaking in London and when? Do you know? Uh, yes, January 27th, uh, Chauncery Lane. is. There's a venue there. Um, do you know the name of the venue or no? Um, I do, but not off the top of my head. Okay, no worries. <laughs> Maybe you can send it through and I can put it in the notes for anyone who's in London who's listening. They might want to come visit. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, um, I will for sure send that over to you. Cool. Sounds good. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and head on over to iTunes or your favorite podcast listener and give us a five-star review. Don't forget to join our free Facebook community called She's Unshakable, where we get to share our tips and tricks and experiences with building courage, resilience, and belief in ourselves. I look forward to meeting you in there.